Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode, everyone. We are here with Morgan. And Morgan is a returning guest he was on the show before talking about Bigfoot with glowing eyes and talking, and he brings some more heavy hitter stories from the reservation today, talking Sasquatch, we're talking Skinwalkers, and more. So let's get to Morgan right now. Right today we got Mose. Ah, I did it again. I think I did it last time we did this too, I didn't think I? You did. I, I did. Think you did. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> dude. Listen to me. I rarely remember people. And, and Christian can remember that because Christian's in the studio right now. I can barely remember his name half the time. And I, re- I literally <laughs> remember doing this last time to you as well. We, today we have Morgan on the show. Morgan, how are you? <laughs> good, Tony. Good, Tony. How you doing? We got ourselves a returning guest on the show. Uh, we were just talking before we hit record here. You were on episode 427, Talking Red-Eyed Bigfoot. And uh, of course, when you have the Talking Red-Eyed Bigfoot, you go down the uh, woo-woo route, and I'm all about that action, so I love it. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, uh, you contacted me. I think it was after the the initial recording. You said you, you had more things you could share, or was it that we just didn't get to it all? Do you remember? I uh, just didn't get to it all. That's so. what I figured, yeah. 
so we're gonna we're back for a round two. Uh, like I said, the first one was episode four twenty seven, talking red eyed Bigfoot. Uh, it was a good one, and uh, yeah, did I say that was a member show? Yeah, that was a member show. So uh, if you're a member, you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, and we back for more action today. And I just want to let the audience know some general directions. Uh, we are probably not going to get to everything. Uh, we'll see how things go. But if we don't get to everything, we have a plan for that. Uh, we're going to bring, bring you back on with another person that we had on in the past. And I'll save that for another day. But we're going to do like more like a roundtable type discussion amongst the three of us just because uh, you two both have incredible stories. And the uh, similarity is that you're both native and they're they're circulating around the reservation. I think it's be uh, a really good idea to have you guys on and talk about it. So um, we're definitely going to do that down the road. But uh, to, today, let's start off with some Sasquatch stuff, to be honest with you, because I um, I haven't had much people telling me about Sasquatch stuff recently, and I'm kind of starving for some Sasquatch uh, stories. So um you have here uh, Sasquatch bluff charged on the edge of cold water reservation. Uh, what does that even mean? I don't even know. Like I know what bluff charge means, but I, I don't know anything else. Yeah, yeah. So how it all went down is uh, so secondhand for information. But uh, my buddy Brandon, he lives on the Coldwater Reserve just outside of Merritt, BC. There, he was uh, visiting one of his family members. That's probably about maybe four blocks away from his house. And the only way that you can get from one house to the other, you know, if you don't want to walk on the road or whatever, there's a there's a hiking trail that goes back and behind. And so anyway, he was walking back from his auntie's place there and was on the trail. And it was it was probably late. It was around midnight. And uh how he was, it was probably midway on the ridge and he in the back, the classic the classic moon look shining through the trees and stuff. So he was walking along. And all of a sudden, he started hearing some twigs break. And you could hear the footsteps. And he said he was walking along there. And he decided to look up on the ridge. And he could see this big, dark silhouette. Like all the light from around the moon was just going past it. And nothing was lighting it up whatsoever. So he was looking at it. And then it kind of knelt down and looked at him, as he could tell. And the brand wasn't too sure exactly what it was. So he kept walking. He kept he kept his eyes looking at it and whatnot, and started trailing beside him side by side, step for step. And then Brandon looked back one more time, and it was gone. And so he was trying to focus on his vision there to see if he could find it, if it was still in the same spot, if he just lost it, and what nothing. And then he, he kept walking, and then he looked again, and it was probably within fifteen feet of him. And it was about seven feet high, seven and a half feet high, maybe. And he could just see the bulkiness of the shoulders, the back, and you see the legs just through the shine of the shine of the moon. And so he was pretty shocked by it. He didn't know what to do. He just stood there. And then all of a sudden it kind of got down on all fours. And then it just started rushing at him like a bear. And it just came up to him swiping the ground and it was probably within maybe it did eight feet of that and he didn't know what to do and he just he just fell straight back he didn't want to run or nothing and he was scared so he, he got up and then he started booking it towards his house and then he could hear it just running after him but not trying to catch him more or less just kind of scare him out of the way and as soon as he got into the light of the house he looked back and then it just stayed on the outside of the light of the lighting of his porch light 
wouldn't come anywhere closer than that. So was that his uh, first time encountering something like that? I believe so. That's what it was, yeah. And what was his knowledge going into that experience? I mean, uh, I'm assuming it was probably similar to, you know, your knowledge and stuff. I mean, I'm assuming he wasn't like a stranger to the topic, right? No, not a stranger whatsoever. Like elders from all around would always talk about it on our reserves because there's five different reserves around the town of Merritt. And every single one, it's all the same. And so we had equal knowledge of both of our experiences going into it. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. So this thing, so this thing, uh, if I'm recalling this right, it parallels him. Then it comes and basically bluff charges him. He falls backwards, right? Like, like he falls over. Yep. Yes, he does. And then he goes, he, he, he books it back to the house and this thing just, uh, kept an equal distance away from him until he got back. Right. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's, there's nothing you can say to that. Like that, that thing, it, if it wanted him, it would have got him, right? Oh, yeah. So what, do you have opinion? Does he have an opinion? Or is there a tribal opinion as to why it didn't get him? Like, do you have a theory as to that? Because I have personal theory that I feel like, well, first of all, I mean, I'm talking to a guy that, that we talked about, the, uh, the red-eyed Bigfoot talking. So uh, it, this isn't like um, totally out of, out of the you know, left field for you and stuff. But I feel like these things, they have to... Not all of them, okay? I, I want to make sure that I, I say, say this way. Not all of them, but there are certain ones and possibly the one that he came across that have to operate within a certain um, like rule book. You know, like there, there's certain things they can't do. Uh, I, I get a sense that, it, and I could be wrong. I really could be wrong on this, but I, I'm trying to like run through my role decks right now uh, mentally. It, I'm trying to think of, of a of an account where somebody survived an actual attack that did not promote or uh, prompt the attack first, you know? So I get, I get, I, I have a sense that these things, uh, unless you are the initial aggressor, they have to kind of hold back. Um, does that make sense? I'm probably not saying that very no, clearly. It, it totally does. Like, uh, uh, don't provoke something unless you've been provoked kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah. You know, don't throw the first punch kind of deal. But that's that's literally how it is. Like I, I feel like uh, you know, they do it just for fun, they do it for games. Like, you know, they see, oh look, it's a guy that's literally half of my size. Let's see what I can do to him. You know, just like how we go and fool around with ants or something in an ant pile, and, you know, throw a leaf in the middle of the thing and see how they scatter. Just like, you know, yeah. Say bugs, for instance, is pretty well exactly what I'd say. Like <laughs> Yeah, you know they they do. I feel like they do have to operate in a rule book, like you know, just like how we have one. You know, don't go whistling at night. Don't go provoke something that's you know double your size. I feel like they they have to hold back unless they're provoked as well. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, and when I say attack, I don't mean attack as in bluff charge. I mean literally. I'm trying to think of somebody who they would have died, but somehow survived. And they are also saying this was unprovoked. You know, like I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of a case like that. Uh, and I'm sure there's probably plenty out there and, and all that. But it's just like I, I, I'm talking like when you talk when we talk about bluff charge, I'm thinking like steps beyond bluff charging. Like, hey, like for instance, episode three thirty five on the confessionals, dog versus dog man. Uh, that was an attack, an outright attack. Um, 
I mean, he literally was looking down the throat of this thing and was it was ready to kill him and eat him, I guess. I don't know if it was going to eat him, but that's me con- projecting. Uh, but at least kill him, right? And, uh, yeah. and it, it, that was very unprovoked. He just laid eyes on it and it happened. Uh, and I'm trying to think of like a Bigfoot account like that where it's just like I saw it and then it, like it grabbed me, threw me against a tree and I barely crawled out of the woods to civilization kind of thing, you know? I don't, I can't think of anything like that. Have you ever heard any stories? There was that one. I can't remember if it was on your show or if it was on Wes's, but it was the two guys that went out hunting and they, one guy went out one certain area the other went out a little bit further. And the guy that was walking out by himself, let's say, let's say on the right side, uh, he was, he was walking along and then he heard a couple, you know, cracks in the, in the trees along to his right side. And then his buddy on his left side cracked a shot at something. And then the buddy on the right side heard rustling through the bushes. And then that's when it came out. The fast watch came out and started, you know, it looked like it was running towards him, but it was just running towards the gunshot. And it didn't have any, well, it probably did have a clue that he was there, but she was holding her baby when they're running past. And it was that one where he got shoulder checked basically and threw off the trail to run back to where that gunshot was. That sounds like an amazing interview. So I'm just going to say it was my show. I don't remember though. (laughs) (laughs) Which means it it was probably Wes's show. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's got to be situations, right? But it's just just like a theory, a thought that I have because it seems like most interactions that people have with these things is like, uh, almost like it's it's meant to scare the hell out of you more than anything. And clearly with his encounter, I mean, that's what it was. I mean, it it could have had him at any moment, you know? Uh, so I just wonder sometimes, so, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this, uh, drive by of Sasquatch packing a deer. What the heck is that about, man? Are, are these, are these stories that are being told to you from the reservation? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. This one, this one was from my uncle, actually. Uh, he used to go down to Karameas and Headley area for ranching and whatnot and give people a hand on their farms. And he was going down there driving down there and to go meet up with somebody. But you know, he was on the road driving along and then his buddy taps him on the shoulder and he says, Hey, slow down. So they, they slowed down. So what do you think that is? And as they were looking, the grass was so high in that certain area that all they seen was, it was a five point buck a little to the side. And as if it was walking a little, you know, like sideways and, but little did they know, that the grass was so high, and so they kept watching it. And then eventually, the grass started evening out, or it was a little knoll or something, and so they started seeing this black figure underneath it. And they didn't think too much of it until eventually it started gradually getting up higher and higher. And then all of a sudden, you see this two foot, two feet of uh, black, and then eventually goes three, four, five, six. And then all of a sudden, they just see this seven-foot black figure just holding on to a deer. And it was just right over his shoulders. And then when they pulled over, they undid the window and they yelled, hey. And just with the full motion, turns with the deer, looks at him with the arm over its neck and body over its shoulders, looks at him, turns back around, and just keeps walking into the wood line. And then after that, they didn't, didn't see it again. That's crazy. Uh, that's really crazy, actually. So th- that that kind of like goes into this next question, actually. 
with this this topic of Sasquatch. So uh, obviously, the natural conclusion is that it was going to eat the deer, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, how do you how do you kind of differentiate between these different lines of thinking when it comes to um, the more do you, do you view par- or, uh, Sasquatch as like a, almost like a spiritual entity or being, or do you believe it's like a, a very physical, hu- another branch of human or what? To me, to me, I think it's very natural and not so much spiritual. I mean, because if we used to trade with them before, then there has to be a physical aspect to it. Like, uh, you know, I help you, you help me. You know, I, I offer things to you. You look after me. You make sure woods are sustained enough that my people can survive and that yours can also survive. That's, that's kind of how I view it. Do you think that there's different types of Bigfoot as far as like uh, where they come from or do you think they're all the same thing? Oh, they're just like us. Like, you know, you, you know, up here, we are who we are. Down south, people down there are who they are. You know, it's just like all around, which is why... Like even in different parts. This of the was world. a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.